Hello, everyone, and welcome to the First Love Podcast. Well, as most of you know, I'm working diligently on trying to wrap up my thesis. And in the process of writing this last chapter, we're specifically talking about what does it mean to be like Jesus. I really felt seriously led, inspired by the Holy Spirit, to share with you some of the stuff that I've been studying and writing. And when it's all said and done, you know, this whole thing about discipleship is about being like Jesus and loving like Jesus. And so I want to look more specifically over the next number of podcasts at what are the characteristics of loving like Jesus, loving like God, especially as we're informed primarily through Paul, actually who gives us some really neat insight about the character of Jesus and of God and how God loved and how Jesus loved and therefore how we would love. So anyway, this is going to be a series here, not sure how long, on loving like Jesus. I want to begin, though, with defining what discipleship means. People have a lot of different ideas about it. I think discipleship, you've heard me say from time to time, is really best described by Jesus in Luke 6.40, where he says, No student is greater than his master, but when he or she is fully trained, they will be like the teacher, like the master. And so, discipleship was this understanding, this idea where someone would buddy up with a teacher, with a master of something, and so you have a student and a master— who are in a process, a relationship with one another, primarily to become like that teacher, to live like them, to think like them, to apply what they knew and did like them. So at one point in my studies, I wrote this definition for discipleship. Therefore, based on Luke 640, discipleship is a lifelong relationship and process with Master Jesus by the Spirit, to become like Him in character and actions, in order to participate with Him in making disciples of all nations until He returns. So let me say that again. Discipleship is a lifelong relationship and process with Master Jesus by the Spirit. Lifelong relationship and process with master Jesus by the Spirit. You and I are the student, he's the master and the teacher, and he's with us by the Spirit. And the goal? The goal is to become like him in character and action. But for what purpose? To what end? In order to participate with him in making disciples of all nations until he returns. In other words, we are with him to become like him. Jesus said at the end of Matthew, and lo, I am with you to the very end of the age. Jesus is present with us by the Spirit, and he wants to train us up to become more like him. And in the end, I define that as meaning to love like him. And that's the part I'm going to unpack as we go forward. But first, I want to bring to you this question that one of the professors at Talbot, who has taught discipleship his whole adult life, 
He writes in two of his books how when he's around Christians in different contexts, he likes to ask them these two questions. And so I'd like to share them with you, ask you just to get your mind thinking about this. Here are the questions. First, how many of you can say in the humble confidence of your heart that you are convinced you are a true disciple of Jesus Christ? Okay, let me ask you again. How many of you can say in the humble confidence of your heart that you are convinced you are a true disciple of Jesus Christ? The professor shares how most of the time, rarely does anyone raise their hand. Some might start to raise it and put it back down, partially put it up, but you see that there is not this humble confidence, that they're true disciples. They're wondering, mm, what's a true disciple? What is that? Am I? I don't know. So then he asked the second question, how many of you can say in the humble confidence of your heart that you are convinced you are a true Christian? Immediately, he says, hands, all hands shoot up. And he says, therein is the immediate exposure of one of the biggest problems in the church. And that is that most Christians think that being a disciple is something other than being a Christian. <laughs> Christian and disciple are supposed to be synonymous. It's not disciple isn't the person who's more intentional or more deep or more spiritual or more whatever. To be a Christian is to be a disciple. In Acts 11, can't remember the verse number, but it says that the disciples were called Christians for the first time in Antioch. Can't get any clearer than that. The disciples were called Christians for the first time in Antioch. Christians, disciples, synonyms. But the thing about disciple is that, especially at the time of Jesus, people understood that word to mean learner, follower, someone who is being trained by a master to become like the master. The word Christian doesn't convey any of that idea. To be a Christian, primarily to Christians, mean that they believed in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins and are waiting to go to heaven. That's not the whole of the Christian faith. The point is, when you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins and you received the Holy Spirit into your life, which again in the mystery of the Trinity meant that God and Jesus came and made their home inside of you together with the Holy Spirit, that put you in a relationship with Jesus, with God, where he has a goal for you. His goal for you is that you would become like him, like God, like Jesus. Really, that the image that was originally bestowed on humanity with Adam and Eve, he wants to see that image, being like God, like Jesus, restored. That we would live like him and look like him and talk like him and behave like him where Jesus is actually the image of God, the text tells us, and he was the one who lived the truly wonderful human life that Adam was intended to live, and thereby he wants to do that in us, change us, so that we become image bearers, real image bearers of God and of Jesus, and to bear his image, his likeness. Well, what does that mean? Well, that's a big part of what we're going to unpack but I just want you to catch that the point Jesus said is to become like him.
Romans 8.29, Paul said it this way. Now it's Paul's turn to talk about what's the goal of this relationship with Jesus, with the triune God. He says, for those he foreknew, God predestined us to be conformed to the likeness of Jesus. That was predestined. That was his plan before creation ever happened, is that you and I would be conformed to the likeness of Jesus. In Galatians 4.19, Paul says this interesting statement where he says, My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. 2 Corinthians 3.18, Paul writes, So we all, with unveiled faces, behold or contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his likeness. In other words, from one degree of glory to another, he says, by the Lord, who is the Spirit. And of course, in the next chapter, chapter 4, verse 4, Paul explicitly says that the image of the Lord is Jesus, because he is the image of God. This is why you're in relationship, and it's going to make your life so much better and so much more wonderful in relationships. When we become more like him, ultimately live like him, and ultimately love like him, our lives are going to be so much richer and deeper and fuller and joy-filled and abundant, as Jesus described. But also, Paul says these two other interesting statements about likeness. In Colossians 3, 9 and 10, he says this, Since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self. You got this picture that you've taken off old self with its practices and put on the new self, he says, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator which in the earlier part of that letter, remember Colossians 1.15, he says that the Son is the image of the invisible God. But the idea is that here Paul's explicitly saying that be renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Ephesians chapter 4, 22 to 24, he says something very similar, or writes something very similar, where he says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So, there you have it. Listen, all those different ways of saying, here's the goal. Before the creation, Jesus said, a teacher and a student, Paul says that we would become like him, transformed into his likeness, that Jesus would be formed in us, that is to become like God, which means to become like Jesus. It can't be any clearer than that. That's the goal, is to be like Jesus. But there's one more way that Paul said this. In Ephesians 5, 1-2, Paul says, Therefore, become imitators of God and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Here's the interesting thing. The word disciple never occurs again in the entire New Testament after Acts 20, probably because that idea of discipleship, and especially between a rabbi and a student, was not the same thing that was being done out there in the non-Jewish world. Instead, I think Paul, because he was also a Roman citizen, 
He understood the culture and recognized that there was something different in the way this was done, a way of becoming like somebody in the Greek culture. And it was done using the language of imitating, where he says, become imitators of God. Now, here's what's fascinating about this, is that in 1 Corinthians 4, Paul says these words, I am writing this not to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. He sees his friends as my dear children, the people in the church there in Corinth as my dear children. He continues, even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers, for in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. For this reason, I have sent to you Timothy, my son, whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord, and he will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. And in 1 Corinthians 11.1, Paul said these amazing words, imitate me as I imitate Jesus. And see, here's the thing about imitating is that in the Greek culture, the people that children were supposed to imitate was primarily dad and mom. And the idea behind imitation, which you really got to catch, is that imitation and even the idea of discipleship was a relationship between a student and a master. It wasn't you went and read about some ancient master's way of doing things. You were in a physical, actual relationship with a master, student and teacher, where he was training you, she was training you. Well, the same language in the Greek culture is that of father and children. And that's why Paul says, through the gospel, I became your father. You are my children, therefore imitate me. And again, the idea is where he says that Timothy's going to remind you of what I teach, my way of life that agrees with everything that I teach. And then when he says there in Ephesians 5.1, imitate God as dearly loved children. Again, there's God the Father, we are the dearly loved children, and that it's this relationship between God, experiencing God, knowing God, and Jesus, that we learn to live a life of love. It's a relationship between persons, something that you see, that you observe, where you're being coached, you're being talked to, things happen to you, you do things with, but it was always this relational experience, this relational process of becoming like the one whom you were with. And Jesus, by the Spirit, is with us. And ultimately, this passage, to me anyway, says that to imitate God, to be like God, to be like Jesus, he says, walk, live, conduct yourselves in love, just as Jesus loved us and gave himself up for us. I don't think it can be any clearer to imitate God, to be in relationship with God and Christ, to, to be being trained by God and Jesus, 
is to love like them. To be like them is to love in the way that they have loved us and the way that they love others. And it's supposed to be done through this living, dynamic relationship between them. And especially as they are living through those around us where we can see so that there would be Pauls out there who could say, well, if you really want to experience Jesus, then be with me and imitate me. Notice the way that I live. This is why Paul in Philippians finally says, so whatever you've learned, which actually the root of that word is the closest thing to mathetes, to being a disciple. Whatever you have learned from me or received from me, heard or seen, put it into practice. I mean, there you have it. Learned, received, heard, or seen, put it into practice. But it was something that they had experienced with Paul. This is what it means to imitate. This is what it means to be in a discipleship relationship, is that it's person to person. So, as we go into this, being like Jesus to me, especially based on Ephesians 5, is to love like Jesus, love like God. And that it's a lifelong relationship and process with them of observing, hearing, seeing, learning. And there's a way to do that in such a way that we'll eventually love like they love. I want to finish this time with you hearing the Father say this to you. And Jesus say this to you. Hear them now. Imitate me, your heavenly Father as my dearly loved child. By walking, living, conducting yourself in love, just as I, Jesus, love you and gave myself up for you as a fragrant offering and sacrifice. Imitate me, love like me, as I am with you and show you and teach you and model for you and love you directly so that you can love as I have loved you, that you really can imitate me, a person. Father, to that end, I just pray that as we unpack what it looks like to love like you, to love like Jesus in the weeks to come, oh, I pray, Lord, that you would help us not think so much that we're Christians, but that we're disciples, because that's what it really means, or that we are children who are to be in this relationship with a Father, that we might experience Him so we can imitate Him. Lord, put us into that mode as we go forward in this study of learning to love like you, imitate you. In Jesus' name, amen.